0: The Money Show. Small business. And this small business feature is brought to you by Smart Security, powered by Vodacom Business. Start strong, start smart with smart security solutions for SMEs. Vodacom Business further together. Joining us via Zoom is Pavlo Fatidis. Pavlo, of course, is a founder of Auric Business Accelerator. Pavlo, good evening and welcome to the show.
1: Africa, start strong, start smart, and don't stop. That's the key message.
0: For everyone out there running a business, how are you doing? It's been a while since I've spoken with you. <laughs> I'm very, very well, thank you very much. Glad to be starting to see the end, if you like, of this global pandemic and the impact that it's having. Now, what we are starting to see, Pablo, is that the global inflation rates are going up. Uh, the strong RAND, thankfully, uh, to uh, at times measures beyond our control. But combination of both, you say, are uh, creating an environment <coughs> that is ideal to position your business to expand into the global markets. No, I think it is.
1: It, it, it's so fascinating. Um, I've just been in the US, in the UK, uh, through Europe, and I've been visiting clients who who are mature clients. They're established businesses. And, you know, we take it for granted that here in South Africa, we have been so used to crises. We have been so used to inflation and bouncing interest rates up and down as the lever to try and attempt to control inflation, which the Reserve Bank has done really well. And for us, it's it's almost like a kind of muscle memory that we have around how we would behave in a business. Whereas in those environments, it is profoundly unfamiliar territory. There was a period in the mid-90s where inflation increased, but interest rates never rose on a sustainable level nearly as high and for as long as we've experienced it. Uh, to manage our inflation. And I find myself in a situation there, Africa, where really good businesses, solid businesses, built by individuals who are in their, uh, let's call it early 40s to late 50s, solid businesses have no muscle memory or experience for that matter in managing an inflationary environment. The second thing that came into bear very heavily was the, the COVID supply chain crises? You know, we say that we're getting to the other side of COVID. It's more about learning to live with it than getting to the other side of it. It's very, very present. It's almost accepted across the board in the UK, the US, and in northern parts of Europe that it's an inevitability. You know, protect yourself, get yourself jabbed, do what you need to, but business isn't going to stop any longer around it because it can't afford to but the supply chain implications are massive. And then what happened in the midst of all of this, the Ukraine invasion by Russia began. And with that, the costs of everything have increased. It was literally overnight, Africa, literally overnight, from only hearing Ukraine war news right across US media channels, it switched to the costs of increased gas Fearful that $7 a gallon, which is what we typically pay for gas or petrol, is going to be the norm. And it creates an environment that's absolutely ripe for well-heeled, well-organized, growth-minded South African businesses to step into
0: the gap and to fill that gap before anyone else wakes up to fill it themselves, I think. Now, Pavlo, you'd be the only person to think that, of course, because immediately I'm going, wait a minute, people are going to be spending money on fuel um, and therefore spending less on other things, products and services that I might be providing them. How, How do you then build and grow a business in an inflationary environment? So look, let's talk about our formula over here, the formula that works for us, which is the formula that
1: would work anywhere else too. When you've got inflation running in any country, you need to have a good grip on your business insofar as you need to understand what industry you're in. You need to get a sense of how that industry itself is growing. You need to understand your country growth rates. You need to understand the inflation rates. And when you add all those percentages together, so let's say inflation here is running at about 4 or 5%. Let's say the industry you're in is growing at about 2 3%. Let's say our country is growing at... Uh, it's always such a depressing statement, but Rather. in real terms, maybe half a percent or 1%, you're sitting where five, six, seven, eight, nine, at around 9%, 9, 10%. If you're growing your revenues at around 9, 10% per year, it means that you are standing still. <laughs> That's what it means. So if you want to get ahead, you've got to get your growth rates above those percentages. If you're growing anything below that, you are, you are eroding your value for every single day that your business is up, running, and being operated. And you need to act fast to get it into the right place. So set your growth rates at, at the inflation, industry, country growth rates, plus 3 4% to be on the safe side of it. That means that you're staying ahead, you're getting ahead ever so slightly. The next thing is, You need to build the business in such a fashion that if you are in that position, Africa, it doesn't consume your every hour of every day and every minute of every hour of every day. Because if you are, it really means that you are capped. You've hit the ceiling. There's only so many hours in a day. And if all your hours are consumed in driving that growth, well, then you're not going to grow any further than that, any faster than that. It means you have maxed out your capacity and you need to take a view that says, well, okay, uh, this is my lot. And, and this is where I'm going with the business. We're going to grow at 15% per annum compounded over two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years, whatever your horizon is. And that will provide a good lifestyle for me. And the, it is such a positive outcome to have, but it feels like a resignation, doesn't it? Because you can do that. Yeah, very yeah, much so.
0: Because I suppose the question of timing then becomes critical, right? When is the right time to grow your business and to develop economies like the UK and the US? Because, of course, we have great faith in the product and the service that we have to offer. We certainly have tested it, hopefully, in a local market, and now we want to break into the U S and the UK, but those economies are so developed and so settled in many ways that, um, trying to get in there might cost an extraordinary amount.
1: Well, you know what, there are a couple of things that you've said there. they're very developed, they're very established and they are viciously, viciously, viciously competitive. I mean, I'll give you, ai will give you a sense of how competitive it is. I, I ended up working with a company that's developing some really interesting technologies. And these technologies effectively are AI, artificial intelligence, machine learning algorithms that calculate in real-time metrics, the stock turn of product on a shelf in a retail store. So say, for example, you're selling yellow pencils, um, You'll be one of the few, because I don't know how many people buy yellow pencils nowadays, But say you're selling yellow
0: pencils.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They're able to tap into the trading data across the U.S. It's not nearly as developed as they hope it to be, but the early stages are there. And they're able to evaluate the stock turn rates of yellow pencils at any point in time across the U.S., And if they can see that the consumption of yellow pencils is, I don't know, 50 a minute, and you evaluate that your yellow pencils are selling off your shelf at 30 a minute, it means you're falling behind. And what this technology allows you to do as a competitive retailer is to make an adjustment to your price, which is recommended by the algorithm in order to get your yellow pencil sales up to the national standard of 50 yellow pencils per minute or per hour, whatever the time uh, uh, period is. And if you want to beat it, it recommends, again using algorithms, algorithm, certain pricing points that will help you lift to 60 or 70 yellow pencils per period of time. And in that, prices adjust literally on the hour every hour. It is viciously competitive, and it is competitive to the level that we as South African companies are not. So entering into those markets is not a simple task. If you have found success here in South Africa, your ability to enter into those markets requires a couple of things. The first thing is that that success needs to continue here in your business, in South Africa, in the local market, occupying no more than 20% of your time. Because that remaining 80% of your time, Africa, needs to see you there understanding the market environment, guiding and managing changes to your product or service, and finding access into those markets. It's not something you can send an individual across to go and look out for you. It's not something that you can commission from a so-called research agency that might be well-located in the U.S. or somewhere in Europe or in the U.K., wherever it may be. And the reason I say that is because very often those services really bill you and leave you with a document that has a whole lot of theory on it, carefully thought out and thought through and articulated, but no practical path to getting to revenue very, very fast. So with that said, this is why it's an opportunity. With all those difficulties... This is why it's an opportunity. The fear-mongering taking place across the UK and the US and Europe about the very real felt inflation impact, something that those environments are not used to, is creating a lot of of consternation, let's put it that way, right across business. And that consternation is leading to a slowdown on the take-up of service, It's leading to the slowdown on the take-up of investment because it's really hard to forecast responsibility investment horizons when you, A, don't have experience with inflation or unclear as to whether this is a blip or a real, real sustainable trend. In those environments, our RAND, albeit slightly stronger than it has been for a while, acts favorably for us. Because outsourcing either services or the requirement of various products to countries like South Africa, to companies in South Africa that can respond effectively to it, is where we right now in South Africa are seeing massive growth across the clients that we are working with. It is a prime, prime opportunity to get in that toehold that you referred to earlier, which is so hard to gain, It's now the time to get the toehold in because when you do and you learn fast what you need to do to upgrade your service and product and capability, you might just well have thrown a grappling line onto what will be the fastest moving ship into your revenue two, three years from now.
0: Does it work better for certain products and services? Uh, if I'm in leather goods, for example, am I likely to penetrate those established developed economies of the UK, US, better than if I'm producing orange juice?
1: No, it, you know, it really depends. The one is a commodity; the other is is um, a more exclusive line of supply. All of this depends, really, not on the product, but on quite honestly, who the end consumer is. You know, so many businesses globally still adopt a view for good reason, and this would make a great show in its own right, for good reason, around being product focused and product centric. And by product, I'm talking about a physical product or a service that you offer. And the reason for it is that all of us who start businesses have to start from a position of strength. And mostly you're gonna find a carpenter who knows wood, to create wood-related products or sell wood-related tools or be in the wood-related industry in some shape or form. You're not going to find, hopefully, an accountant going into the wood-related industry where your technical knowledge of wood and wood-related products and working with wood and understanding wood and designing with wood is essential to your success. The trick is to switch it around and to look at these big markets and turn on and say, which is the smallest sliver of consumer that I can serve, whose problem I understand my problem solves, and who through me reaching them can create a far better experience than what they currently enjoy by local providers and suppliers within their midst. That has to be the starting point. If you go in there with a product related
0: mindset first, wow, it's a hard place to compete. It truly, truly is. Pavlo, always food for thought. Thank you very much. Lovely catching up with you again. Pavlo Fatidis is the founder of Auric Business Accelerator.